The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Bindhacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. Foundations and stuff like that. So those people, you know what I mean, have... So there's like you know a piece that can go for every day that like I said you know really hits their core values, hits what they're doing, and um, and then if they're doing a specific keynote speech, then we can do something that really addresses that. Um, you know, okay. like for for everyday use, any of these people, and like I say, the keynote speakers, most of them have uh, a particular thing about mindset or about one thing or another, and that's how you know we get to that. That's the most important thing that people that people notice about you and know you for and hire you for. And what do people know can come to your company for? And you know, what's that about? And so, you know, we do this in a certain way. Again, not necessarily a jingle. It might right. have your name your name in there, but it's not going to be one, six, seven, eight. Right, of course. You know, I, I'm trying to get a little deeper than that as well as uh, just The information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. Hi, I'm Howie Moskovich from Made to Order Music. We amplify brand awareness, recognition, and retention with custom theme songs and instrumentals. We work with companies, associations, solo printers, keynote speakers, and podcasters. We also create custom theme songs for special events. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur. I'm Mitch Beinhacker, your host. We have a very unique guest who's become a good friend of mine to talk to us today about music that you can use on your podcast and videos for your business and so forth. Um, before we get started, though, I want to remind you, if you're listening on your favorite platform, be sure to uh, give us a five-star review. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to the channel and like the video so we can keep bringing you good content and good conversations like my one today. So, Howie, I want to welcome you, Howie Moskovich from made to order music is joining us and he's going to tell a story howie thanks for joining us 
Thanks for having me, Michael. Okay. So maybe you want to go back to talk about, you know, kind of where you're from, where you grew up, your interest in music and how you got to, to where you are. We'll take it through that way. We got a good 45 minutes to an hour. Sure. I've been doing music since I was four years old. And, uh, okay. <laughs> so I started with piano lessons, et cetera. I ended up being guitar lessons because I wanted to get into bands and be cool and uh, ended up going to music school. And ended up working with lots of different bands and writing songs, et cetera, for them. And uh, worked from going from Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada to Toronto for a long time and doing a lot of different music there. And uh, somewhere along the line, maybe about 13 or 14 years ago, I heard that Nashville, Tennessee was like the Olympics of songwriting. And so okay. I came down it there. It is, right? Yeah. And it is, kind of. And so I went down there. Uh, maybe for three years, three times a year, and started meeting people there. And eventually publishers said, hey, we can get you in if you do this very difficult process of coming through and getting visas, work visas. So I went back home and spent about a year and a half getting my first O-1 visa and uh -huh. came, came here uh, eventually in 2011 and mm -hmm. ended up getting four visas and eventually got my green card last year. So. Uh, very proud. Oh, of okay. How long did that take? That whole process. Well, the process of getting the green. Each of those were three years. Uh, you know, visas oh, took a while. Uh, but the green, but the green card, I only started to do after I got the fourth visa. And um, somebody said, I, you know, I thought it was going to be more difficult than it is because there's very high standards as far as this particular, um, you know, O-1 visa is concerned. And you know, it's why would you want to have another guitar player, producer, writer, you know, in, right. in Nashville? I think they look you know? at it that way, yeah. So they don't look at that way. So you're basically going through um, Homeland Security and having to prove yourself every time. Right, right, right. But and do they give preference to Canadian citizens? I mean, we're just border countries, right? We're not, we're like brother and sister. Somewhat, but I mean, it's pretty much, it's pretty much like, you know, a, a, a definite uh, difficulty process. So it's the same but as was, if you're coming yeah. from overseas versus here. Yeah. Then, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so, you know, I had all kinds of people who had, who I was working with, who had Grammys and uh, Academy Awards and stuff like that, who I you know, do production with and write with, and they all were very kind and wrote letters on my behalf and um, you know, continuously wrote letters on my behalf. And, ah, I see. Um, you know, I kind of use their fame to uh, to help me get through. Right. So when when was that? When did you get to Nashville then with your full green card? I got 2011 was when I came here and I lived here for you know, about 10 and a half years and finally got the green card last year. So I've been here. Oh, so just recently. But but you've yeah. been here since 2011. Yeah, so I'm almost coming up on 12 years in, in general. Okay. And, and you've always been a choreographer for, you know, uh, not a choreographer. A writer? Yes. Composer? I mean, yeah. I mean, I was, with, you know, thought that I was going to do music for film and for television, uh -huh. and cop shows. I thought that would be perfect for me, putting together both your, um, you know, my my interest in classical and jazz and rock and funk music, et cetera, right. and do all of that. But it ended up being, like I said, working in bands that did all kinds of different music. And then coming down here, just working with all kinds of different artists pretty much every single style of pop music, you know, including hip hop and R&B and dance and rock and jazz, et cetera. So are you working with artists that might write their own lyrics, but they need to put it to music or? 
I both. usually write with people, both, I mean, but most often when I'm, you know, that's my other company. Uh, my made-to-order company is particularly for businesses. Exactly. Right, and That's right. only started in the last two and a half, three years. Um, the other one is, um, you know, meant to, I, I work with publishers and with record companies, et cetera, and work with their artists. And I still am doing that, but uh, this is a new venture that's, um, you know, broadening my horizons. Sure, now you're a real entrepreneur. And yes, and also it's similar process. When I work with an artist, I have to ask the psychiatric questions of, um, you know, how does this make you feel and what kind of songs do we want to write? And when I'm working with a company, I'm talking about their core values and getting down to how, you know, who's our target art audience? Right. How do we want to represent ourselves and what's the best way to do that? And, you know, of course, them also putting in, you know, somebody's going to come to me and they have a particular style of music that they're already doing. And I may, you know, this is with the artist, and I may suggest that, you know, I hear your voice and you can do something else. The yeah. same way with a company, we can say, well, this is what you've been doing so far. Maybe we can do something different or do something that's new, but the same, you know, the same old, same old. Right. And, uh, they may already have with the company, you know, uh, branding slogans and stuff that are already in existence. Right. And so I can either use those in an entirely new way or uh, come up with something new. If I'm writing a song that has lyrics for them, then they're not only getting a song, but they're getting these lyrics that can be used in their written, you know, any of them. Right. Uh, Incorporated. I, th- I think yeah. people don't realize that music can be a logo, that there are such things as sonic logos. There's sounds that we recognize. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right. Exactly. I mean, those are things that, like, I mean, so, you know, when I do the piece, if it's a two and a half, three minute song, that's something that can be used, you know, at your annual meeting or something. Or if you're also a keynote speaker, you come out on stage and you've got right. this, you know, piece of music that explains all this stuff in a certain way. But uh, I can cut it up into four other pieces so that the, you know, the I'm doing something for Sportel Monaco. It's happening in October. Um, got it. You know, and so you know, a big media thing for sports. Uh, people from around the world, you know, broadcasters and channels, et cetera, as well as their managers and the athletes. So I'm calling it the biggest, the best. And uh, so the song's all about that. And I'll have a whole song with uh, this female vocalist and a rapper uh-huh. in, the, in the middle of it. But I will chop it up. And the one little part, you know, I'm not the singer, but the biggest, the best is like, you know, the hook in the chorus. Right. And and so I'm going to chop up a little tiny two second piece like that. And so anytime somebody calls the phone, and this could be for your business, the one little hook of that becomes something that can, you know, anytime somebody calls that. And then there's a 10 second piece that might just have the first half of the things. And right. uh, that could be something that anytime that somebody goes to the website and changes a page on the website, they can use that. So it becomes. Now, more than just one piece, it becomes four different pieces that can be used in a whole lot of different uh, ways. Yeah. You know, and for, for different, and like I say, any of those bits of lyrics may become new branding slogans that can be used. Yeah, I think people well. psychologically recognize sound more than they recognize, you know, because unless you're IBM and Microsoft and Apple, you know, you're a small company, you don't have really a brand, but sounds people really connect with and they remember. Well, I think, it, I mean, it's almost proven that, that, you know, sounds are even better than, you know, when they say a picture is worth a thousand words, but right. people will remember sounds. You know, there are people with, um, 
autism, there are people with, um, you know, uh, Alzheimer's disease who, you know, get brought back because they're listening to songs that they remember. Somebody sings this song, they can't remember the name of their, you know, their spouse or their family members. But if they hear a song from 50 years ago that they knew, they remember and they can sing the whole song along. It's it's a proven that, you know, I mean, so, you know, this is so it's much more memorable. And, um, and if, you know, you're using this, like when somebody comes to your, website or to you know calls your phone and the first thing they hear on waiting is this little two second or ten second piece that's what they're going to be associating your company with and they might right. be remembering that little bit of music because i'm writing pop music which is you know specifically meant to be catchy and right like you know what i mean sure so you know so they might that's the beginning of your funnel you know, in a certain way, and it can be yeah. the beginning of your funnel everywhere else that you're doing uh, any kind of advertising. And people definitely remember those little you know, things about the McDonald's one, I, right? I mentioned before. So, um, you know, it's a it's a definite way of getting um, people to recognize and, and remember your brand. Now, do you find that business owners are harder to work with than performers? music people or easier i think it's almost the same oh it's almost the same you know i mean i'm i'm aiming for the same kind of uh, perfection right and you know anything i do i put out there has to be you know something that uh both parties are going to want to use for a long long time right hopefully with a singer you know or whatever a single rapper or something they're going to be uh, you know, hopefully singing this song for the rest of their life. And they're the ones that have to go on stage and sell them, you know, and sell it, but, you know, give a great performance of that song and still be behind it 100%, you know, especially if it goes big for them. Because sure. there's a lot of artists, you know, they're, you know, they're very famous artists who talk about, do they want to sing their songs? Does you know, David Bowie want to sing Changes? He's not around anymore, but does he right. want to sing a song that made him famous in 1976? In, yeah. in the year 2002 but of course the audience is going sing that song right because <laughs> they recognize yeah because they recognize it and they love it that's why they became fans of it yeah 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 so the same thing for companies who are trying to find something you know and unless they're going to do something like i said the events the special events where it's something new uh, you know our keynote speaker a keynote speaker could have a uh, particular you know if they're they have, you know, one thing that they do normally. Then, right. you know, you can give them an all-purpose kind of song that really represents them. The same way with a company. If they have a particular thing that they do, you can come up with a song that they can use for 10 years. But each year they may have an annual, you know, meeting or a conference or something like that that brings all kinds of people together, and they may have a very specific theme for that. And so, you know, we can get into something that's very specific for that as well. So keynote speakers can come to me and have their specific, you know, their one thing that they utilize all the time, but a very specific one for uh, in a keynote speech, you know, it's, uh, it's for, a, you know, for one particular Got it. Um, you know, year. Or yeah. Event, you know. So you said you've been, you've been working with the business community for about two, three years now, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, how did that come about? Did it you fall into it, or did you like, oh, well, we can do this for businesses? I just, yeah, I mean, it was something that somebody had mentioned, 
And I thought this could be very interesting and, uh, you know, excuse me, lucrative. Yeah, right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, and musicians by themselves, record companies have some sort of, you know, clout and some sort of budget, but musicians by themselves are not that, you know, well. Right. Not all and, of them, and, right. You know, not all of them, you know what I mean? And so, you know, to be able to work with them uh, is something that I love to do. But, you know, I mean, this is, like I say, almost the same process. And for me, almost the same kind of thing that I'm doing. And I'm right. telling somebody's story in a way. So it's satisfying for me. And I get to do music that I love. So it, it, it kind of came in as something I started up. At the end of 2019, and then hey, 2020 came along, and right. it became something that became my major focus because musicians were not doing these things anymore, and were not, you know, being were not able to uh, do some of the recordings that we were having set up for. The, you know, there was an artist I was working, right. artist I was working with in Germany, an artist I was working with in Italy. We had everything set up for March of 2020, and, and everything, everything shut down. Everything shut down, and they had no gigs anymore. And right. It wasn't something that was feasible for them anymore. So all of a sudden, I'm talking to you know businesses. And some of them are essential and some of them right. never slept a bit, you know, never stopped, you know, for a beat, you know, pun intended, yeah. uh, you know, during the pandemic and kept on going and some of them got stronger, you know, yeah. during the pandemic, just because of the fact that they were, you know. Yeah, what industry they're in and whatever, you know, they're whatever. resilient and they pivoted, whatever, right? Yeah, and they were available and they were still uh, considered, you know, um, something that was essential. So their business actually you know, grew. And yeah. so, um, so that's been you know something that's interesting, and uh, and of course with all the Zoom meetings and all of the networking that's gone on, um, I find myself having done almost more of that uh, during yeah. this particular time because everybody has either been off work or had time to do this, and right? Because of Zoom and that advent of all these new networking events. Yeah, you just jump from meeting to meeting to meeting. It was yeah, exactly. easy. Exactly. I can meet with four people from around yeah. the world in the same it, day. And right. I, you know, it might have taken me, you know, four months to do that in live events in Nashville to yeah. meet people at, you know, the old school. So yeah. that has been hyper and hyper accelerated. And right. So I found myself meeting all these people. And, and you could do work for people around the world now without even leaving your house almost. I always have. Studio. I yeah. have been for 10 years, actually. Oh, the, world, okay. the world caught up. I've been working and I just mentioned those people in Italy, but also South Africa, um, you know what I mean, like Australia, uh, anyway, like just all over India. Like right. for, about, for the last 10 years, I've been doing projects around the world. Online? Skype. It was, you know, it was mostly Skype, right? I was going to say that. What, what was there? WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah, well, WhatsApp, WhatsApp has video conference capabilities? Yes. So I've been writing, I write songs on WhatsApp with people for the last seven years or so, because almost everybody in Europe and Asia. Right. They use WhatsApp. Right. So that was something. And then Zoom just you know, came up. And then there are alternatives to Zoom as well, you know, including FaceTime. And other right. Ones. Meetings now and Google. Yeah. Uh, Google yeah. Meets or Hangouts or whatever it's exactly. called. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, so that's become much, and all the people who are now doing online businesses are starting to get it because they didn't yeah. realize that I was, you know, this is something I've been doing for the longest time because I, you know, don't want to be uh, held down to just people who are in Nashville. Right. I can be working with people from all around, uh, you know, who speak different languages and stuff like that, etc. So it's you know, so it's a wonderful right. thing. Technology. Yeah. Is a wonderful thing for getting these things done. 
Yeah, it's definitely expanded. I was talking to a guy this morning who's in the, you know, he's in uh, digital marketing and things like that. And he's able to now work with people all over when before, you know, it wasn't really online like it is nowadays. And and it, that's, I guess, that's a silver lining to the pain and suffering that some people went through during the during the pandemic. You know, the world's become a much smaller place. I've been able to interview people all over the world on the podcast. I never would have done that. It would always been local. I never sure. really thought about even doing it, you know, online. Yeah. And now, I mean, it seems to be almost, you know, the people maybe, you know, not going back to brick and mortar uh, establishments and stuff like that. Yeah. In some cases, uh, they're right. They'll never go back. Up, you know, and they may never, or they're at least doing, um, you know, uh, a couple of days at their establishment and they're right. having more time with their family. And so I think that's, you know, going to become the norm. Uh, yeah, in a certain way, uh, you know, and conventions. I've been doing stuff for conventions, and they're coming back because I don't think you can quite get back the same. But I don't think that people are going to, you know, do the five million dollars and bringing two hundred people from Japan to New York. Right. They may they may still, but they're not going to do it three times a year. Right. You know I mean, for for a company when they realize that they can still do, uh, you know, hybrid conferences and stuff like that. Yeah, where they could have fifty people on a Zoom call from around the world and have to spend money to fly them in, and put them up in you know hotels right. and all those meals things. and the whole thing. Yeah, and the whole thing, and every night going out to a different place to you know to get through. Right. Then they're not in the office, and yeah. Yeah. So those things. So I mean, I imagine that a lot of those places um, will be. You know, downscaling, and like you know, the the, I guess the projection is that some of the downtown areas and the places where a lot of these places, you know, brick and mortar places are, will start to uh, have another um, fall in certain. Yeah, areas. sure. There's going to be a change in maybe more residential living, I guess, hybrid yeah. type of stuff. Now, Nashville's a hot town, though. There's Nashville's like hot. Like maybe one, two, or three in the nation as far as people coming per day. And yeah. that's been for the last two years. So, yes, it's filling up like crazy. And yeah. there are, you know, new Amazon companies as well as, of course, people coming to do music as well. Right. It's not just music, even though it's yeah. the music capital of the world. I, I read once, some, maybe it was before the pandemic, there was a point where there were more sky cranes in nashville than like anybody any other place except like dubai there was yeah. so much building going on in that city they they but i mean in a certain way and i came from toronto to live here uh yeah. you know they say that nashville is the biggest little town you ever you know the biggest right because everybody's from another place right well yeah but it's also because it's still kind of like you know you do something you know bad or whatever and the word gets right out. you know what i mean it's kind of like everybody's your, your aunt and everybody's you know your neighbors are all watching they all so, hear you know, about it yeah. it's a community in a certain way in a small community so there's some really nice things about that as well you know, yeah. in terms of getting to know people and um and having people to work with and stuff that sure. are very loyal in a certain way and um, yeah you know, so there's there's that, but like I say, it is becoming huge. In, in, in other yeah. Ways. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, All right, I'm getting off the topic. Of that, I don't mean that. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, but that's you know. No, I love. I could talk about Nashville for a long time, but um, I, w I was going to ask you though about your business. So, so, and even on the uh, on the composer side, how do you run your business? Like, do you have strategic marketing plans? Do you just you know, you know so many people that people keep calling you for business. Do you? I mean, what do you do? Well, 
Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to get into podcasting? Maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created specially for our listeners. Care for your health. Care for the planet and look flippin' great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better-for-you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. I do have repeat business and I do my best to make sure that this thing I do a great job. Yes, time. they so come back, sure. Because they come back. But I am doing all kinds of outgoing stuff. And I reach out to major CEOs and people with you know, 500 plus companies. We're talking Warren Buffett. We're yeah. talking people like Urban Magic Johnson's Taurus keynote speakers and all the people like, you know, A, in speakers, like, you know, the companies that uh, represent those speakers. Just in the last couple of weeks, I've gone to uh, MMA fighters, you know, and uh, uh-huh. you know what I mean, and all the people from. Uh, um, you know, and an uh, MMA fighter, what are you doing? You do? You are you are you are you make, up with creating music song. for like when they walk into the? Yeah, for when they yeah. Walk once, you know, I mean, for like Rocky. Time <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like exactly. that. Exactly, and you know, yeah, so instead of them using some other, you know, and they're right. usually using a hip hop thing or some kind of like, right? You're like, you, you know, should imagine dragon, but you know, but I'm giving them a new a possibility. Now, the other thing that we do, I mean, and then you know, this is a, another aspect of it. You can either tell a story, yeah, you know what I mean, like very detailed story. Like you know, there's a guy David Meltzer who's out there, and you know, he yeah, makes I know it David very, Meltzer, yeah. So he, you know, he makes it very obvious that he at a certain point in his 20s he made a couple million dollars then he lost it all then he made it again and then he lost it and then now he's got his trajectory that's doing very well for him and right he, he you know tries to give people that kind of confidence and knowing you know how, you know 
not to be frightened that it could go down, that it can go up, but, you know, trying to give you that whole sort of his whole background that's part of his experience that you know, right. edu- educates you. So, you know, you can tell all those stories, you know what I mean, like that, and go into the you know, the ballad of that, the ballad of Walmart, the ballad of right. your company, and, you know, be very specific. And to some extent, that might be only interested to the people, you know, who are, you know, Joe in accounting and this person in, you know, uh, human resources. Or whatever, right. You know I mean? And that's fine, too. And it can be great for a, a year-end meeting or you know, a conference or something like that. You know? But the other way to do it is like a pop song. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, when you are... Uh, you're just talking metaphorically. So if you're right. going to do something for somebody who's doing finance, it's like fintech okay. or something like that. If I'm yeah. going to do something, or somebody who is doing insurance, you know, do you want to do something that's specific to those insurance policy policies, excuse me, and their price points and the sort of drudging, you know, everyday little bits of those things? Or do you want to talk about something like you know, the way you're in good hands with all states or some sort of way of talking about the confidence, the feeling right. somebody gets when they do business with you. Right. And so all those things. So in a metaphorical, just like a pop song, you write a song that doesn't even mention the name of your, of your company or could, but you know what I mean? It's not like a jingle, but more like a song. It's a beautiful song that, you know, you can use and almost sell it or put it on the radio. I mean, even like that, you know what I mean? Right. The quality is that good when I deliver it. And right. so, you know, so you've got this song that's going to talk about, you know, all those feelings of your core values. And yeah. so, and how people f- feel. So that's, you know, another way I prefer it, but it's obviously it's anybody's call who I'm working with as to which way we decide to go. Now, what what does a guy like Dave David Meltzer? How does he? Did you do work for him? We're still in negotiations. Yes. Oh, okay. So, how would he use made to order music? He's like a basically he's a good. speaker, nice. right? He's a, he's a motivational guy, coach, and he's yeah. got a foundation. That's got a foundation. So okay. as well, I mean, there are other people I've worked with, and I'm not going to name all of them. Who no. have found foundations and stuff like that. So those people. You know what I mean? Have so there's like you know a, a piece that can go for every day that, like I said, you know, really hits their core values, hits what they're doing, and um, and then if they're doing a specific keynote speech, then we can do something that really addresses that. Um, you know, okay. like for for everyday use, any of these people, and like I say, the keynote speakers, most of them have uh, a particular thing about mindset or about one thing or another, and that's how you know we get to that. That's the most important thing that people that people notice about you and know you for and hire you for. And what do people know can come to your company for? And you know, what's that about? And so, you know, we do this in a certain way. Again, not necessarily a jingle. It might have your your name in there, but it's not going to be like six, seven, eleven. Right, of course. You know, I'm trying to get a little deeper than that as well as uh, just, you know, musically really lovely. Yeah. Now, did you approach Meltzer's people or David Meltzer or were you referred to him or had you find I, him? I approached, I approached them and we've had conversations. So you prospected him. Yeah. So I prospected him because he was one of the keynote speaking people. 
Right. But it, you know, but it, you know, it goes on. There are more people. I've also done. I do events for other, you know, uh, special events for like weddings and stuff like that. And fifth, right. Wedding anniversaries. Those are the kind of things that definitely use the detail. Right. If you're right. But are you prospecting like wedding planners and people like yes, that? Yes, exactly. So I'm right. So I've gotten to all the major event planners and yeah. wedding planners across the world. Now, of course, they took an incredible hit during, you know, 20, yeah, years, sure. and are just getting back into doing either hybrid or doing live events. Right. But I, you know, but I definitely have, you know, reached out to all of those people as well because they're, you know, right up my alley. And, um, you know. Yeah. It's, well, they're it's, coming back. People are starting to get married again, you know. Oh, well, no, they, they were still getting married. They just weren't having big weddings or anything. I was uh, attended a couple actually that were backyard weddings where I was on Zoom yeah. watching you. Oh yeah, yes, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love doesn't stop, right? Love doesn't stop. Keeps going, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so but your strat—it sounds like your marketing strategy is more like you'll 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 target a company or something like that as opposed to like general advertising, right? Because that's probably yeah. not as productive. Yeah, and it's probably more expensive, and, right? Um, you know, as well. Um, but I want you know, it's, um, it's the same as anything else. You, you know, get up a hundred people, and only a certain percentage of them get back to you, and then a certain percentage closes. Um, yeah, particular right, of course. But you know, again, if you're doing this, you know, the other thing is that, again, for advertising, it usually takes eight times for anybody to have any kind of recognition for you, right? And so. You know, you send these letters out, and um, or any other kind of way that you're doing. Got to keep going, yeah. You know, and I of course have a YouTube channel. Of course, have a uh, you know website to send people to. And when I do things like this or any other web, you know, podcast sure. that I do, I send out links when I've done this stuff so that people know that I'm doing these different things and they can hear the interviews and get an idea of the process again through. You know, I have a legitimacy of doing this with you know, people like yourself. Um, right. You know what I mean? Or when I'm, you know, when I finish this, where I just did the, you know, the thing for Podfest, like I said, in Orlando in May. So I made sure to get all the photos and stuff like that. And then did a little um, thing of my, you know, of the song that I did for them with all the stuff from, you know, the pictures of the events. And the people who were there, so, uh, so that there's something online, and then right. I can send it to all the clients and say, "Here's what I just did for these people." And when I do the sports show thing, you know, in Monaco, there's all these you know, 200 plus um, broadcasters, etc., and all these people, including the NBA and including the PGA, and all these people. So I'm getting in front of them there, but I also have all the names of those people who are going to be going to that. So if I don't hear from them after I've done it, I can also also hit them up and every single one of those keynote speakers as well and right. say, Hi, i just did the thing for your event and here's the link to the um you know again if you don't remember the music here's the link right and, and you so, got a little bit of a unique niche i mean how many guys are out there doing what you do from the business standpoint is there a lot i, I mean i think there are some who are getting into it yeah. more and more but like uh i don't know when i'm in certain circles uh, I'm doing a lot of the networking and stuff that I'm doing on Kiriandu. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a whole voiceover community. There's a couple of these websites, Voice123 or Voice Jungle or whatever it's called. And you could hire people to do your voiceover for your answering sure. machine or for whatever. Sure. But I, I didn't, you know, I don't think people think about what you do, at least for entrepreneurs like small business owners, you know? Well, now, what's the, what's the creative process? Like if you, 
you know, how long does it take to put a song together? I assume then you have to present it, right? And then they might want some changes or this and that. So how many it's clients can you take on way. it? No, yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, we usually take care of everything from the beginning. We have consultation. Okay. With, you know, with one person. So you're pretty more. accurate. So we just, you know, and we go to, you know, again, talking about the core values, talking about how, you know, or if we want that to change or anything like that. And then, you know, just sort of have a confab um, to maybe once or twice to make sure that we know exactly what we're talking about and how we're going to do it. And then I ask them specifically, you know, do you want this to be? And they may say, I want it to be R&B. So, well, that's a very large thing. So I want it to be R&B that sounds like Ariana Grande. Well, in 2012 or this album, and then we get to this album from this year. So you really go, narrow it and down. And then we go, well, there's 12 songs and they're all R&B and they're different. One has a pizzicato string in it. And another thing is old school you know kind of vintage sounds and stuff like that let's figure out what we want so usually it's down to two a taylor swift song and a this song or you know a bruno mars or this you know whatever and it's like very specific and i'm not going to copy it's just there to you know i want to be on the same playlist as that so it, it, it educates and informs my way of writing it the way i'm going to write a melody for it the way the rhythms are going to be how uh I mean, I'm not going to get um, profane in a you know with an artist I made, right? All that kind of thing. But for a you know company, not necessarily. But there's a certain way of speaking and you know modern hip hop as opposed to a different style of music. You know? Right. So if they're already saying I love that and I want to sound like you know uh, this or that, you know, I ha- I did some stuff with Brad Cardone, for instance, and his stuff is always about you know uh, it's kind of the boss. And it's right. you know, and it's always you know gangster rap kind of stuff you know what I mean okay. in a certain way and it's kind of just that feel because it you know has a, a kind of a, a certain thing that you know he right. wants to be associated with in that sort yeah. of way and so everybody else may have some other way that they're doing it and when we choose that then we have a way of keeping track of you know I know whether I'm going to get near the mark. And I know, you know, I know that you're going to be, I'm going to be happy and you're going to be happy because we're going, you know, I know when I haven't reached it and when I have. So you basically work them through the whole process all the way down the ladder until you're pretty sure that you're close to what it is that they're looking for. And then we, then I do it. And then I go back and, you, and I'm either writing with, you know, with another person or by myself. Right. Um, you know, but I thought like, you know, again, you know, Grammy nominated songwriters here in Nashville that I can work with as a co-writer, for instance. And yeah. then we go and do that. And then I, um, you know, do tracks for it and get all that together. And then um, I find the best you know, possible talent that's very specific to that style and, you know, that musical style that's going to really represent the song well. And so find those people and record them and, then, you know, tune them and do all those things that's beautiful and then right. you know mix and master the thing and then get it back to the you know uh, the, the client. And, right. Um, so you know it's a pretty much that process every time. Um, but it's an involved process. So how many projects are you working on at any given time? Well it's I mean I can be working on a few you know, two or three or you know, four at the same time. It's a matter of you know uh it usually takes, you know, maybe a week to get the song written. You know, I mean, I often say, you oh, know, two, three after weeks. You've, after two, you've taken them through the process. Yeah, after we've had the meetings and saying, here's what it's going to be. And I'm usually 
coming up like with an idea because that's how certain injury songwriting goes in a session. You know, I mean, where you're sitting with other people. Right, things occur and, to you. You know, right. things occur. And I, hey, hey, this could be the title. What do you think of this title? Or, you know, if I'm going to meet with them the next day, I'm already, you know, scouring through all of their media and going, hey, I've got three ideas for titles. What do you think of this? And, you know, right. Thinking, thinking it could be, this is hitting me like a, this kind of song. That. What do you think of that? Got and it. if somebody comes, you know, if I do get lucky enough to say work with a, a Warren Buffett who's in his 80s now, maybe. Yeah. And he likes, say, 30s swing jazz, which I could do something. You know, like, you, know, like, you know, I would still recommend that maybe there's a trap beat or some sort of, you know, modern kind of thing there because pop music is about four to 94 or four months. Right, you want to, to appeal to, 94, to a larger so, audience. So, so yeah. you want his grandkids or his great grandkids to go, you know, I love, you know, Papa. I love right. that. What I love your, your theme song, the one with your, your, your website. You know, that you yeah. Have. So, uh, you know, so I may, you know, do something that's like, you know, a swing jazz thing or something like that, you know, that maybe has a clarinet in it or something like that. But right. I might put a hip hop beat underneath it just to, you know, and a rapper in it or something like that, just to make it modern and something that's, you know, forward thinking. Um, you know, okay. Because that's uh, something. You know, and again, I would discuss that beforehand just to make right, sure of course. That that's cool with the people who are you know, doing that. And it can go with, you know, especially podcasters, but anybody else can do a theme song that's not, doesn't have words. So it right. could be an instrument yeah. as well, which still requires, uh, you know, them thinking about a particular style of music and their favorite song in that way, because that's your brand and you want it to be something that you, know, you feel represents you. you know I mean? Right. So, um, so if they like heavy metal, that's cool too. You know, if they like, you know, all those different things, if they want a classical kind of piece that, you know, that I'm well studied in, that I can do something that, you know, again, for their, when they come on, on their keynote or something like that, and they want something that sounds more um, right. stately and classical, I can do that as well. With, you know, all kinds of samples and things. Now, what, it, now, since you don't really work for anybody, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you're on your own, you're looking for your own sure. business. What do you, what do you find the most challenging about being on your own, about running your own business, especially in the music industry? Well, well I mean, like any entrepreneur, just doing it all yourself. I mean, yeah. I don't mind doing the stuff where I'm writing the song, uh, doing all the tracks, um, you know, hiring the talent, doing all the mixing and mastering. That's all, right. you know, that's a job in itself. But when you have to go to all those, and I only mentioned a few of the places that I'm marketing to, but when you have to have a cycle per month or every you know, while and going to all those people you know, and doing that sort of stuff, because I'm not all of it just works on MailChimp or, you know, right, auto of automation because, you know, with musicians, it's like some of them are on Facebook or some of them are on their websites and some right. of them are on email. So you can't get it all into one place and have, a, you know, a co coordinated send and stuff. So just that kind of stuff and having to keep on all of it. Uh, right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's the pipeline full, right? So you're always making pitches and working them just, at some point, right? Chasing them down. Yeah. And also, you know, writing new, you know, when you are doing that, they're all new, you know, obviously new emails and new little you know, pitches and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, so, you know, 
So that's not, again, not you know the thing that I fear, but it's just having enough time in the day to be able to do that. So I find, you know, the music part of it is, you know, has uh, improved in a certain way because I'm so focused when I get to it, you know, after doing all this other entrepreneurship stuff. Right. That, you know, I mean, wow, it's like, I'm happy to be there, right? And, and, you know, and focused and comes together really quickly that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, so that's a good thing. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, do you see yourself doing more of the uh, made to order music company? You want to still grow and grow that, or you're you're going to stick with more composing, or it's kind of a mix? I, th- I think it's going to mix. You like I them both, gonna, I, and I think they're going to feed each other because, like I okay. say, I am I'm writing pop songs anyway. Uh, and there is another thing that we may mention here uh, in terms of the process. I, you know, as far as um, co- contractually concerned. Uh, the people who get these songs right. can use can use them in every single way they want, you know, anywhere in any way they want, including selling it. Like I say, putting it on the radio. Oh, they have a full li- unlimited they, license. They own I, it. I, I, they own it. You know what I mean? Like you know, it might be a license that might be, we might perpetual. To get to no, the, right. To get, yeah, to get to use that, or or it's bumped up in the price to include all of those things. That's one okay. Thing. But I still own it as well. Yeah, and it was I your cannot, work. I cannot use it for another business if it's for a business or if it's right. for a convention. I, you know, that's the proviso is that I can't, you know, use it for that again. But I can put it in a movie. But I can the artist who is you know, singing the song can put it out and we can sell it there. And if it happens to go big, you know, I mean, or you know, for instance, it's a great song and I pitch it to another company like. Def Jam Records or whatever, and Rihanna wants to do it. Right. I mean, imagine how that's going to look on your company when you know what I mean. It comes out on the radio. Going to be good. It's going to be good. Right. It's going to be good if it gets in a movie. You know what I mean for a placement in the sync license thing. Right. You know, for me, I'll be getting. You know, that comes to me, not them, not to the company. So a performer could maybe use it, not another business. Yeah, exactly. That's or you can use it for promotional purposes for your yeah, own. Uh, yeah, all I want. You know what I mean? So that's so I'm holding on to it there. So it's you know does get a longer life for me, but in that way it does enhance the life right. for the people who have it you know, um, for their business. Yeah. So here's a good legal question. So how do you how do you control all that? Who writes your contracts? Have you done them yourself? How do you because your business is all intellectual property. Right. right, you have to protect your own properties. So you write the contract and you provide them to them to sign. So they, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of your engagement. Yeah, basically, my, I mean, it's part of just like you know, I mean, it's part of what I tell them. I mean, it doesn't even have to be necessarily a contract if it's agreed upon on the phone or if it's agreed upon after in an email. I mean, that's already been proven as a um, right you know, proof of ownership or whatever before, as far as like. Um, you know, intellectual property. If it's been sent in an email and they agree, I say, please just get back to me and say, do you agree to all of this? Right. And please say, confirm. Sure. Please confirm. That is fine. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to go deeper than that. Right. Um, and we've, you know, we've already talked or had a handshake if it happens to be in the same city. And, um, you know, and we go from there. But I do put that down, you know, right from the beginning so everybody knows and if that's a problem and they want to buy me out, it's going to be a lot more money. Any, any issues with past clients that no, violated I mean, any agreement? No, 
Not, not well, yet. I mean, they're not going to be they're not going to be they're not going to be violating anything because I'm giving them a free reign. I'm the one, you know. I would be right. The you one. would if be they, the one violating, the one they, right? They, you know, if they were worried about it from the other way, I would be the one violating. I actually got it. Used it for another company. So, right. You know, so I'm not going to do that, and I want you know good relationships with all these people. And when they you know decide to do a new version of their song, or they you know change their business a bit, and they expand or do something, and maybe change what their business is about, I can do their next thing. And how does the process, the pricing of the, of the process work? Is it is there a fee for figuring it out, and then? It's based on no, the length oh, it's of all, the song. It's all, no, no, it's well, yeah, it's a little different for an instrumental and for a what do you call it? You know, I mean, just a little bit less than if I'm writing lyrics for the whole thing, right? Because those lyrics, like I said, become you know part of your branding slogans, etc. Um, but yeah. you know, there's a little bit of a difference between it, and um, and I must admit that I do, you know, there's a difference between say uh, a solo premiere hiring me for this right and a person who has a 500 plus company right because well they have more resources too they right? have more so. resources and plus the fact that they would you know they expect to pay and and most of those companies because what i'm really offering is what any kind of uh branding or ad agency would be doing. i mean and so right. an ad agency to do what i'm doing would cost you millions for a year to hold them in your back pocket. And then they would hire me for all these thousands of dollars, et cetera, to right. do this, to write the song, yeah. stuff like that, as part of, you know, and they would still be taking a fee for, you know, answering yeah, they to mark what it I'm, up. to mark right. it up, to be able to get beyond what they're hiring me for to do, to give to the client. They're still, you know, for just the, the fact that they're there and calling me to do this would be like, you know, you know, et cetera. So I am doing this for, you know, pretty much offering what that is, you know, a whole advertising yeah. thing. Because like I say, you're getting these little two-second things that you're using in a different place, you know, on your phone. And you're getting right. these slogans. No, it's like getting new logos and stuff for your company. It's the same. Yeah, type so of thing. I mean, it's a huge branding part. So, um, you know, so I'm, I, I think I'm doing a large service for people. You know, sure, I, I know I am. But I'm, yeah, of course. All right, so so we're coming to the end. So tell me if somebody wants to learn more about you, get a hold of you, connect with you. How would they do it? It's the best way to reach you on um, social they, media or something. They can. Um, Reach me at howiemoskovich.com, which is my. Okay. They can go to howiemoskovich. I think it's howiemoskovich music at uh, YouTube. Uh -huh. Channel there. They can just put my name into Google, and all kinds of things will come up. Um, and they can go to howiemoskovich at gmail.com and reach out to me directly. Very good. Well, so, Howie, I can't thank you enough. If you have any last-minute advice, share it now to anybody who's listening. Um, and you know, I know it's late on a Friday afternoon, so I appreciate you spending time uh, sharing your story. Thanks for having me. Uh, plant your seeds early. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur. Opening and closing music written and performed by Howie Moskovich and made to order music. For more information about Howie and his music services, please follow the link in our show notes. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Spotify, and most of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. 
If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at byneckerlaw.com. The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted by Mitch Beinacker and produced by Beinacker Law. If you'd like to learn more about our business and legal services, you can find us on social media or visit our website at beinackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.